My dear sisters in the Lord, as we gather together today, we are so filled with gratitude to Almighty God for all of the many graces he gave us during this retreat. And I wish to speak to you this morning about the special joy that Jesus wishes to give to all of us if only we have the faith to reach out our hands and to accept it. We know that when our risen Lord came to his disciples, that he brought joy to them beyond words. That when they saw the risen Lord and touched him and ate and drank with him and walked in his presence and listened to his words and received his blessing, they were lifted up. And during those days, Jesus spoke to them of the kingdom of God, of the future, of the work that they would do in his holy church. And again and again, the disciples said to Jesus what Peter said to him, Oh, stay with us, Lord, stay. The day is now far spent, the night draws on. Stay with us, Lord. And to this request, Jesus answered, Know that I am with you always, always, until the end of the world. I want you to ask yourself if you believe what he said. Because if you come to truly believe that the Lord is with you always, then you have the secret of joy, the secret of spiritual power that will never forsake you. When we read the lives of the saints, we find that they were people who truly came to believe that Jesus was with them always. And they found the strength to rejoice in the Lord even in their sufferings. I think about the life, for example, of St. Paul of the Cross, who had a rough life and had to suffer greatly to establish his passionist order. But at the end of his life, when they would take him from place to place, he was so filled with joy that wherever he went, he would place his hands over his ears and say, enough, enough, I hear your voice speaking to me from every creature. Everything reminded him of God, every blade of grass, every rock in the field, everything was from Jesus. And the more we study the lives of the saints, the more we find this is true. St. Joseph of Cupertino had such a sense of God's presence that in the midst of all his activities, he would be struck with ecstasy, ecstasy that would lift him from the ground in the sight of everyone. So filled was he with the joy of God. And if we look at the lives of all of the saints, we see this to be the case. We look at the life of St. John Paul II, and we know that his life had many sorrows and sufferings. And yet, in the midst of all of it, the secret that he had was that Jesus was always with him.
wherever he went on his travels, he would almost by instinct find any little place where the Blessed Sacrament was reserved. And he would go in and kneel and almost have to be torn away to continue his schedule because it was the Lord. Saint Therese, whom God allowed to suffer many spiritual darknesses and drynesses in her life, could still say in the midst of her last illness that she was ready to suffer even more for the love of Jesus because he was with her. And I've met people in my work as a priest who seem to show this in a way that can't be put into words. The beautiful wife and mother who loves the Lord so much that wherever she goes, she seems to carry that love with her. The hardworking fathers of families whose one great desire is that Jesus be glorified and who have him in their hearts wherever they are. I don't know if any of you here have had the great grace to read the little book by Brother Lawrence, The Practice of the Presence of God. I hope you all get a copy of it. It's easy to find. And when you read that little book, you find that Brother Lawrence reached a state of such joy in his life by realizing that God was always with him, that it carried him through everything he had to do. It carried him through all the activities he had to perform so that he could say in the pots and pans in the kitchen, I sense the presence of God even as I do in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. Wherever he went, whatever he was asked to do, he gave it to the Lord, and the Lord allowed it all to turn out well because God was with him. We've heard that many times, haven't we? God is with us always, even to the end of the world. But I wonder how many of us really think about it or take it to heart. When I think about the lives of the saints, I am struck with the fact of what God permitted them to do. I don't know if you've had the chance to read the glorious book With God in Russia by Father Walter Chiswick, who is now venerable and whose cause for sainthood is in Rome. But he tells the story of the years in which he was a prisoner in Siberia. His family thought he was dead. The Jesuits thought he was dead. Masses were said for the repose of his soul. But all those years, he was in one prison after another. And in his book, he tells the story of how he lived through those years. My dear friend, Father Benedict Groeschel, had the grace to meet with him and talk with him and to pray with him in his latter years in retirement and told me that just to be in his presence, he could feel God's presence. And Father Chiswick had such a strong sense that God was with him that even in the Lubyanka prison in Moscow, where everything was taken from him, all his vestments, all of his prayer books, he would throughout the day 
say by heart all the prayers he knew and every day pray and continue to pray. This was the secret which got him through. And when he was transferred to the labor camps and when he had to witness so much cruelty, again and again he offered his work to Jesus that Jesus would bless it and bring good from it. And wherever he went, the Lord was with him. Sorrow, of course, came to him as it does to all of us, to all the saints, but in their sorrows, the saints had a secret of joy which no one else could understand. Look at the life of St. Benedict Joseph Lebray, the holy tramp, the beggar saint, whose vocation was to travel in rags from place to place, praying at every shrine he came to, and yet there was something about him that attracted people as time went on. They saw that in his soul God lived, that wherever he was, he was in God's presence, that everything was for Jesus, and that was the secret of his life. St. Francis Xavier, the great apostle who brought the gospel to so many nations, had a secret garden where there was a well, and he would sit by the well and drink from the coolness of the water and pray to the Lord who restored his strength and gave him the grace to continue on in his labors. In my life as a priest, I have seen this over and over again. I've met holy priests who seem, wherever they are and whatever they're doing, to be in God's presence. Everything is for Jesus. Everything is offered to him, and wherever they are, they rejoice, even when they suffer, because to suffer for Jesus is a joy. This is the secret of the saints, and it is the secret that God would like so much for all of you in your lives to have. All of us, of course, are very different in our day-to-day -day schedules, but however different they may be, the great truth that all of you must understand is that there's never a moment of any hour of any day in which you are not in God's presence. He is always with you. Even in the midst of the most disagreeable tasks, he is there to comfort and to strengthen you and to help you. And the more you come to believe this and to know this to be true, the more God will use you for the good. Look at the life of the great Saint Teresa of Avila. Here was a woman who for the first 40 years of her life went back and forth in her love and devotion for God, at one time very pious, at another time very worldly, and then when she was about 40, so struck by the grace of God that she began to have mystic experiences. And after this happened, she found God in everything she did. Even in the years she was traveling all over Spain, founding one convent after another, 
even when she was in the midst of pouring rain or her cart broke down or there was a poor welcome from the people, she had Jesus with her and this was her joy and her strength in the midst of everything she did. And I want you to remember that this is true for all of you. Our Lord promised this to you. I will be with you always, even to the end of the world. And if he is with us, how can we ignore him? How can we pretend to ourselves that God is far away? How can we say to ourselves, there's no one to help me? This was the great secret of the saints. They practiced the presence of God. His presence became so real to them that in everything they did, Jesus was there. I think of St. Bernadette, and all of you know her as the young girl who saw the Blessed Virgin at Lourdes. But that was just in the early part of her life. When she left Lourdes and entered the convent, when she became a sister, she had a rough time. Not only was her health very poor, but she was harshly treated by her superiors. And yet, in the midst of all of that suffering and pain, she found God to be present with her. One day, the mother superior saw Therese limping around and thought that she was simply putting on airs or trying to attract attention and called her over and was about to rebuke her when the priest who was next to her said, well, what is bothering you, sister? And she pulled up her habit and showed an enormous, terrible lesion and sore on her leg. She was immediately confined to bed and given medical treatment, but she had never complained about any of it. And this is what enabled the saints to go through such incredible hardships. Saints who were misjudged, <clears throat> misunderstood, slandered. Saints who were exiled and put off in a corner somewhere. Saints who were seemingly frustrated in all that they did, but God was with them. My dear friend, Father Groeschel, told me before he died about an experience he had had that he was here in California and he visited Mission Santa Inez, which I visited. It's very beautiful. I love it there. And, uh, but when he visited it, this was years before, there was a very holy priest there named Father Isidore. And Father Groeschel, who was always on the lookout for saints, went and interviewed this holy Irishman. And he asked him, what's the best assignment that you've ever had? And he smiled and said, oh, the one I have right now. He always said that. Because wherever he was, God was with him. Father Groeschel would walk into the chapel when there was the noise going on of cleaning and find Father Isidore in ecstasy in front of the Blessed Sacrament, totally lost to whatever was going on around him. He said to him one day, you have a secret, don't you? And reluctantly, Father Isidore, well, it isn't much of a secret. It's just that wherever I am, I see Jesus standing beside me. 
Well, that's the great secret. That's the secret that makes the saints. That's what changes their lives. And the strange thing about it is that the more the saints are open to God's presence, the more clearly they see all the needs of the people around them. They see everything reflected as in the mirror of God's presence. And they are so attentive, so kind, so willing to help because God is in them doing all these wonderful things. And this is something that I have read about a great deal in the lives of the saints. But God has been so good to me because he's helped me to actually meet people, even today, who are actually living that. They never talk about themselves. There's never anything immediately about them to attract attention, but once you begin to know them, you sense that they walk with God. Noah walked with God, Genesis tells us. And through him, God saved the human race at a time of crisis. How often has the human race been saved by holy souls who walked with God, whose eyes were so fixed on the risen Lord, so filled with faith in his power that nothing could ever defeat them? Think for a moment about something that you may never have thought about before. Think about Father Sarah and the California missions. Father Sarah was a brilliant teacher of theology in Spain. He left all of that to go and work in the missions in the New World, in poverty-stricken villages in Mexico. And then when the opportunity came, even though he had a terribly bad leg, he accompanied the first mission to California, said the first mass on California soil. I don't know if you know the story about Father Sarah, but after he said the first mass, the comandante of the mission said, we're leaving, we're not staying here, we're going back to Mexico. Father Sarah pleaded with him, no, God wants the missions here. The commandante said, there isn't enough water here. We have to go back to Mexico. And besides that, the supply ship, which was supposed to give us the supplies we needed, it hasn't come. We can't survive. Father Sarah begged him, let me make a novena of nine days to my great friend, St. Joseph. And if nothing has happened, then we'll pack up and go. On the morning of the ninth day, there was nothing, no sign. The Comandante asked everyone to pack up their belongings. Weeping, Father Sarah began packing his chalice investments, and then the cry came out, a ship, a ship. It arrived at dawn, the very beginning of another day, and they were filled with such joy that they rejoiced beyond measure. But Father Sarah thanked God because he said, now the missions truly belong to the Lord. That was his spirit wherever he went. He was often in physical pain. He 
was often harshly treated by the colonial authorities. He often had to deal with terrible circumstances in the missions, but everything was for Jesus. And when he died, so great was his faith that in spite of everything that happened to the missions, the government of Mexico seizing mission property, giving the missions to onlookers who turned them into Pony Express stations and warehouses. In spite of all of this, Father Sarah had faith in the Lord and his faith was rewarded because around the year 1900, people in California began to realize what a treasure they had lost. And they restored the mission so that every one of them but two is now a parish church where people continue to receive the sacraments and where visitors come from all over the world to venerate the spirit of Father Sarah. And his secret was that in everything he did, he saw God's presence. There is a story about him that once on a journey, he encountered a terrible sandstorm and he couldn't see anything and moved his burrow. He always had to ride a burrow because it is leg down into a little gully. And there at the bottom of the gully, he saw a little house and standing at the door was a young man, the father of the family, who smiled at him and said, Father, we've been waiting for you. He went in and stayed the night with them and met the wife of this man who so attracted him by her beauty and the child they had, the young boy who was so filled with grace and he embraced all of them and thanked them the next day as they stood on the porch as he left. When he got back to the mission, the people said, Father, we've been looking for you everywhere. Where were you? He said to them, well, I was all right. I stayed with that blessed family back who took care of me. And they said, Father, there's no family that lives out in that direction. He said, yes, there is. Show us, they said. He went to the spot and there was no trace of the cabin. And then he knew that the Holy Family had welcomed him on his journey. This was the secret of his life. It was the secret of all the saints because they knew that wherever they went, Christ walked beside them. And when people love Jesus Christ with all of their heart, this is what always happens. I have a great devotion to the Most Reverend Bishop Fulton Sheen, who has now been declared venerable and whose cause for sainthood is in Rome. And um, I want to tell you a little story about him. Bishop Sheen always felt himself to be very weak and very much in need of God's strength. And he had a tremendous love for Our Lady of Lourdes. He visited the shrine over and over again. He was on his 30th visit, quietly praying, walking around Lourdes, that a young girl came up to him. She was in her late teens, perhaps, and, and she said, you're a priest, aren't you? And he said, yes. Well, I need to talk to you. She sat and talked with him and said that she was part of a group of young people who had come on a bus to Lourdes, and all of them were atheists. 
and they had come to Lourdes to mock at all the believers who were there. And they went away today on a side trip, she said, but I didn't want to go with them. I, I felt drawn to the shrine. Can you tell me about it? He spent the whole afternoon with her. He instructed her in the Catholic faith. He ended up baptizing her as a Catholic. And the next day, in her radiant joy, she received the news that every person on that bus had been killed as they drove off a cliff. She was the only one who survived because she stayed in Lourdes, stayed close to the Blessed Mother. The saints in their lives and experiences teach us what all of us have to learn. We may think we are tempted by the evil one to think, and he's very clever, that no one cares about us, that we are absolutely alone, that no one understands us, that no one is there for us in our troubles. He tempts us and tempts us again. But for those who grow in faith in God, they come to realize that he lies. He lies with every word he speaks. That every one of us who love God in all of our joys and sorrows always have God with us. And that's the secret of joy and holiness. Not to rely on ourselves, but to rely on God who is with us. This is the secret of the Gospels. It is the secret of our Catholic faith. It is the great joy that fills our lives. And everywhere we go, if we follow Jesus and we are faithful to him, we will find that we're never alone. That even in the midst of the most crushing disappointments or sorrows, God is with us. One day, St. Ignatius Loyola had someone come to him and said, Father, it seems as if the authorities are going to suppress the Society of Jesus, and all of the work you've done has gone for nothing. He said, give me some time, and he went into the chapel and for about 15 minutes prayed in front of the Blessed Sacrament. When he came out, he told the brother, don't be afraid. Everything is fine. And the next day he was told that the rumors were false. The Holy Father had approved the Jesuits. And he rejoiced that God's presence had lifted him up in a time of sorrow. God will always be with you. Others of your family and friends may leave you. He will never leave you. And if he is with you, all things are possible. This is the glory of our Catholic faith. This is the glory that should radiate through your life. You may have difficulties. You may have friends who misunderstand you, family members who turn on you, illness that weighs you down, difficulties that are hard to deal with. But if you have Jesus at your side, then there's nothing to fear. He will make all things well for those who love him. May God, who is so rich in mercy, who is the fountain of goodness, fill all of us here today with that joy. 
that wherever I go, if I have faith in him, the Lord goes with me. He may be silent, but even in his silence, I feel his love. And his love is the strength of our lives. You shall pass through the flames and they shall not burn you. You shall pass through the rivers and shall not drown. For I am the Lord your God and I am with you. I am with you to lead you and uphold you now and forever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.